So today's daf is daf chavav, and um, and in yesterday's daf we ended with a question of whether um, if a shibolet was saved by kama and then someone cut or forgot the kama depending on the girsa, whether it can become shichacha after the fact. I mean, the time you forgot it, it was saved by the kama, if you recall. Yeah. And we okay. thought that does that now like mean it's just like a, if you like it's it's like a, um, uh, what's it called produce it's in the short hectic when it reaches shlish. So therefore it can never become shikha. And we mm-hmm. brought the proof at the end of the day that no it can become shikha. Like it, it's not it's not like that. If it loses the thing that's saving it, meaning if one when we cut that which saved it, or we forgot that which saved it, um, then it can't then then it becomes shikha there and then. That's what we said yesterday. So today's chafab, we'll just last line of chafay on the bed. It says, Now the question, now is, this other kama, this standing wheat, that was important enough that it had the capacity to save that single, that, that symbol, that single uh, stalk that was there, mm-hmm. is that now considered saved from shichacha? That's that question. That probably explains why in yesterday's stuff, the Gara changed the gears of not Ushachacho, but rather Nibunatalo, um, the Romana. So the question is now that standing week, it had a Hashivut in the sense it was able to say that standing stalk that was forgotten behind. Um, now, does that mean because of that Hashivut, it doesn't, the Shichacha doesn't apply? So it says as follows Nishimin, I mean, how do we can learn this from as follows? So to, to explain, when it comes to, oh, I think we've discussed this before. If there's a reasonably large bundle that's the size of Sa'atayim or a region that's the size of Sa'atayim, like two Sa'at, and it's forgotten behind, then Shechacha doesn't apply. Um, so, uh, so the question is, the Gemara asks, I don't understand. No, so we'll get to the first. Um, so the question there in the Gemara is, do the, do the two things combine? That's what we'll discuss at a later time. That's a Mishnah. Um, but the question is, why are we even discussing that? Why don't we simply say that what we have here, forget the volumes, you've got something that's not Akura and something that is still standing. So still standing is not Akura and you've got stuff that's already cut. Now, if the assumption here is what has happened. What has happened is I forgot the bundle, but the standing wheat was still there. So it was Matzil, it was saved it. And then I forgot the standing wheat. And that's what the Gemara is saying. The Mishnah is saying that they, the, the two combined to make that um, the Sa'atai, that, that minimum volume. But that should be absolutely unnecessary. Why? Because according to what we just said, we said that the, uh, the, that, that which is still standing, the Havamina, the question I should say, that, that that which is standing that saved the thing should never, Shikha should never apply. Then it shouldn't matter on quantities because that which was standing that saved the cut stuff should never become Shikha because of the Hashivot that applied to it. So it shouldn't matter on the quantities if it makes up time because again, that standing weight was injected with a chashivut because it saved something else that potentially could have been shikha. So maybe then shikha shouldn't apply. That was our question. So if the Havamina is correct that it shouldn't apply, then you shouldn't worry about volumes. I mean, it could be even, a, it could be the most minimal amount and it would still have chashivut to save yes, the... Yes, because we said before, standing weight that hasn't been cut yet standing weight has a it would have the, the the question or have them in at this stage is maybe it's injected with the super hashiva because it had that because it had the function of saving something else that was that potentially could have been shikha. Okay. so so it seems from here that it's a proof that that just that's just not true because uh, because the other because the mishnah seems to be falling on the fact that we ne- it needs to be of a particular shear not to be shikha. right 
Okay, so the Amar Rav Yona, Rav Yona says, don't bring proof from that. Why? Tiftar bekotzer shura umeamer shura. That that what happened is that it wasn't done in uh, succession. It's not that I forgot the Omer and then forgot the wheat, but it could have been another way around. I harvested and I forgot a particular section, and then I was ma'amer a particular section, and I forgot the standing stuff first, so it wasn't necessarily injected with that chashiva that we talked about. And therefore, it was because it wasn't injected in chashiva. That's why the Mishnah says that addresses the question of can this kama combine with the uh, the the already cut amount that was forgotten behind the bundle to make that satayim so that shichicha doesn't apply. Okay. All right. So in other words, it's, but therefore you cannot bring a proof in that mission at all. Okay. So I borrow if my camera's not working, but we, 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 you know what I look like. Um, so uh, we'll continue anyway um, with this share screen. This is important now. What we still need in the mission, if you ever remember, we talked about Shilok Shibolach Leket Shnit Arva Begidish. This is the question in the mission. We said, what do we do with such a thing? The Tanakama says, not a problem. Just take one out, do our freshest Trumasamasra, and give another stalk to the, to the, to the Ani. So he doesn't lose out. And Rebeliezer says, but one second, that's not fair. That's not right. Why? You can't do that. Not that it's not right. You can't do that. How can you simply take what like the Ani doesn't yet own? The particular Ani you're trying to do this deal with didn't own a stalk in this that's mixed in. So how can you swap it with him? That's not right. So therefore, he says, you've got to give him the whole stack. That's what we said in the Mishnah yesterday. Anyway, that's the Gemara says as follows. What did he do? So according to the Tanakhama, what does he do now to, um, to, to, to the solution where you just take out one and do half Russia? So he says, simply first, so not at the, the, the charts here. We'll get to the charts in a moment. He takes out two stalks. If the one in my right hand has to be le- happened to be Leket, great. I've, you know, the st- given, aside from the statistical probability, I've hit the jackpot. I've found the leket, I'm going to give it to that. But if not, which is most likely the case, all the maestras that I'm required to separate from that, this talk, is now going to be removed from the other one in my left hand. So therefore, in his right hand, he did this whole stipulation. If it's leket, great. And if not, all the trumas and maestras are going to do the stalk in my left hand. And that way, the stalk in his right hand is vadai chulin, and he can give it to the ani. That's the way the Tanakhama says. Now we say, one second, but you, you, there's still a possibility that what? The one in your left hand was really Leket. And the one in your left hand, if it was really Leket, is Pato from Trumas Amastro. So I can't say all the Trumas Amastro I'm chayv to take from my right hand are, going to be, are now going to be separated from the left hand because I can't take Trumas Amastro for something that's Pato from, from, from Trumas Amastro. So you can't simply just take two out and say all the maestro in one is going to be in the other and then just give him the one in the right hand because, it, 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 that, because it, it's possible that what you did didn't work because the one in the left hand could have been patra. That could have been the real leka. What do you do? So I'm a Rebiona, So you do it with two. Mevishtayim. In other words, you take out three. So initially, mevishtayim. What this means, according to Rebbe Chaim, is you do as follows. You take out three. You pick up one in your right hand. You say, if this is like it, great. If it's not, then you take one of the other two that are still left on the ground and you pick it up and say, all the trimmers and master that I'm meant to take from that in my right hand is switched into this one in the left hand. However, if it's possible that one in my left hand is really like it, let's put that down now. 
And now I'm going to pick up the other one on the floor and say, and do the stipulation again. If the one on my right hand is like a great, but if the one on my left, um, then, then, then it's fine. But if not, then all the trumas amastra in it will be set, will, will, will now be separated from one in my left hand, right? Um, no, I shouldn't say right, but you, you get my point, correct? So that's left. And, and that way, with certainty, what you've done now is you've ensured the one in your right hand is completely all the hafrash has been done. And then you can give that to the ani according to the Tanakama. Why wouldn't he simply take the trumas and maestros from produce which he knows is his? Ah, good, very good question. Uh, it, it, you're right. The simple solution is just um, right. Um, however, um, I'm not sure. I think we're, I think the assumption here is if you only have what you have in front of you. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but I I didn't see someone else discusses it. Um, I'll, I'll try and find something. If I, if I find something on that question, I'll, I'll mention the group. Thank you. Okay, let's continue. So Rebbe Avahel says, B'Shem Rebbe Shimon Melachishtu. This must be Shishad Rebbe Yossi. He does not Taman. It says, Zesh Rebbe Yossi, Omer, Koshech, Shechalifav, Biyad Kohen, Patu, Minamatanot. Whereas Rebbe Mer says, Mechayev. So what are we discussing here? So we have to appreciate our Mishnah. Our Mishnah, once again, we have the Machloket, the Bintanakam Rebbe Yezer, whether you can just give him one, or we have to mzaka the whole thing to him. Now we've got a question. There's a there, this is um, in another in Bechorot, another mission Bechorot, that discusses Suffolk Bechor. So the simple case is as follows: someone has two animals. One's already given birth to an animal before, and one hasn't. Both these animals have offspring, and they get mixed together. So one's a Bechor, one's not. So the question is, what do you do? So according to it, so you simply give one to the Kohen, and the other one you can keep for yourself. But the one you keep for yourself, do you have to give the matanot? Meaning, when you when you share, when you share the animal anyway, one of the part of the other matanot of the coin is the the So according to Mayor, it's plainly obvious. Of course, you have to give the matanot. If the one in your hand is the original bechor, then obviously those matanot should have gone to the coin anyway. And if it's a regular animal, meaning not the bechor, then the matanot should have gone to him anyway. What What's the big deal? I don't understand the question. Of course, you give the matanot from that which remained in your hand. However, Rabbi Yossi says your patur. Why? Because he says as follows. He says, we have to, we have to appreciate the, 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 uh, the, um, the principle, which is as follows, let me just fix that. Okay. That if a Kohen who has a Bechor sells a Bechor to an Israel, then that Israel doesn't have to separate the Matanot. Okay? So what's happened is he understands is Kol Shechalifav Biyara Kohen, meaning if I, it's possible that what I've given the coin is really mine, and what I have in my hand is really the bechor, correct? And it's as if I've done now a chalipin, a kinyan chalipin with it, okay? And therefore, it's possible that I actually have the original bechor. Therefore, I'm patroch minamata. Okay, I read your Chaim here. Um, here. Rabbi Yossi Potter, I'm in the middle of the Rabbi Chaim right in front of you, which I don't hear. And time of the day, Mishum the Kol Shechalifah Biyakohen Perish Kol Shatam Min Asveikot Notela Kohen Patur HaEcher Acher Min Matanot. I've given one to the Kohen, the other one that I retain because it's possible that it's, it could be the Bachor is Patur. But time of the Milta, let's explain the Gemara and Bachor in the Babli. The Asuet Sheinu Zochek Zochek. We make the person who wasn't be Zochek as if he'd been Zochek. What's that mean? Maybe I've retained before. Because I've effectively done then an exchange, a swap, 
have a Kamisha Zachar, Kohen. It's as if the Kohen has been Zoichet. Okay? Um, and therefore, or Machron, it's as if he's done an exchange, and it's as if he's given it to the Israel who retains it. <coughs> so, in other words, according to Rabbi Yossi, according to Rabbi Reshlakich's view of this, um, of this Mishnah, why is it that Rabbi Yossi says his part of Minamatanot? It's because we say that once he gives him one of the, one of the animals, it's as if he's done a Kinyan Chalipin, and it's as if the coin is given in the Bechor, if, if perhaps he's retained the Bechor, therefore it's part of Minamatanot. However, Ami Rabbi Bar Rabbi says, no, Dibra Rabbi Yossi, Tzarech Lezakot Kohen. Rabbi Bar says as follows. He says, what's the reason why Rabbi Yossi says he's patur? Because what does he have to do? He has to first give the Kohen both the Bechors, the Bechorot, both, sorry, not Bechor, both the animals, one of which is a Bechor, and then mm-hmm. the Kohen can give him one back. And by doing that, by being Kohen, both of them, and in giving one back, it's like as if he's done a Kinyan Chalipin, if what he gave back is really the original Bechor. Okay? Now, you can already start seeing the parallels in our Mishnah. Okay? So, in other words, according to him who says he doesn't have to give both to the Kohen, he can just give one, and that's as if he's done a Kinyan Chalipin. That means our Mishnah, where he says you can, the, the Balabai can take one of these thoughts and do the whole Kinyan himself, that seems to be Shita Rabbi Yossi, correct? That seems to fit in very nicely because he says, I don't, I can be misaccurate for him. I can, I can, I don't have to um, give him the entire stack or give him both the animals in order to get out of the problem. I can just select one and say, this is yours. Have a good day. And if it's not really originally his, I've done the Kinyan Chalipin if you like for him. However, Rabbi Bahu says you've got to give him the, both animals that seems to be, he understands that the Tanakama is not Rebbe Yossi, rather the Rebbe is Rebbe Because remember, if the Rebbe says, you've got to give him the whole stack. So just like Rebbe you've got to give him the whole stack as a Matana, Almanat Lahachzir, so that he can take one out. So too, Rebbe Yossi says, really, you've got to give both animals. It seems to line up nicely. So that's why the Gemara now continues by saying as follows. Amar Rabbi Yossi, how did the Rabbi Bar plagi our Rabbi Shlakish? It seems the Rabbi Bar seems to be cholak on Rabbi Shlakish. Why did Tanina Taman Elishem Zakeat Ani Begedish Umasay Shibolat Echad Lo That's our Mishnah, which is to Rabbi Yezer. And Rabbi Bar says, Ah, Rabbi Yezer is shita Rabbi Yossi. Why did Tzarech Lezakot Lelak? So Dibrei Rabbi Yossi. So in other words, the Tanakama that says you don't need to give him the whole lot, you just have to pick out one, that can't be Rabbi Yossi, because Rabbi Yossi says in the case of the Bukhor, you've got to give him both animals. Mm-hmm. That's the assumption of the Gemara. The assumption of the Gemara is we have a fundamental machlokot of who, the Tanaka, who Rabbi Yossi is according to in our Mishnah. According to Rabbi Shimon's Lakish, where Rabbi Yossi's shita is you can just select one animal, that seems to be Tanakama that says you can simply select one stalk. According to Rebbe Ba, who says you've got to give him both these animals to get out of the problem of Suffolk Bechor. That seems to be like Rebbe Liezer, not Tanakama, that says you have to give him the whole stack. Clear? Yeah. Good. So therefore, Amir Rebbe Marma says, no, Kol Garma Amra, I mean, Kola Kula Alma, that's Rebbe Yossi. In other words, you could say that what? 
everybody, both Tanakama and Rebbe, according, according to Rebbe Ba, the Rebbe Ba, that is, that, that, that Rebbe, Rebbe Abba doesn't, in other words, we, we said Rebbe, Rebbe Abba has to be Shittat uh, Rebbe Liazer. Why? Because again, he says you have to give him the whole lot. But now what, what, um, what uh, Rab Mana says is that actually even the Tanakama could, shoot, could, could be Rebbe Yossi. Meaning, so therefore, Tanakamu Sabra, the Tanakama, Tanakama that is, Tanakamuye, Tanakama Sabra, Grant he doesn't give, have to give him the whole Giddish, but nonetheless, you still have to mezake him one of them. You have to give him one of them and say, you're kind of this, right? No, not that, sorry. He's mezake, sorry, let me make this clear. He's mezake, in other words, the Tanakama agrees that you can't, I, in other words, what, 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 why did Rebbe Ba say that Rebbe Yossi says you've got to give him both animals? Because what right do I have to select an animal and clean it for the other guy? I cannot. So, so too here, Tanakama, in our Mishnah, I, he, he can say that the Tanakama doesn't mean you just select one out and say this belongs to the, belongs to the army. What right do you have to say that? So what is the Tanakama saying that you can do? You would agree with Rabbi Yossi that you can't just pick out one and say it belongs to you. But what he is doing, he's saying that I don't know where this animal is. Uh, sorry, the, where this stork is, sorry. I don't know where that leket is. But you know what? Wherever it particular one is, I'm Zaka that to you. And now that it belongs to him, that's when you could do the chalakim. Okay. Um, I'll have to show you inside because it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. But it's really the, the equivalent of the Leket. It's Lav Dafka, the, the Metzios of that particular piece. Yeah, um, yes, but I, I'll just... I'll just, I'll just um... Because when you give the two animals, you are definitely giving the, the Bukhor, and it's the Kohen himself who... It's like you he's correct. with the Bukhor. So, so let, let me read Reb Chaim inside, it might be a bit clearer. He says, The Tanakama says, you're right, I don't have to give him both animals, or I don't have to give him the whole stack. Wherever it is, I'm much nearer to you. And then what he can do, and then he can say, now that your one is in there, I'm going to do a Kinyan Chalipin, if you like, with you and switch it. And Rabbi Yossi then to Rabbi Ba says, Rabbi Yossi says you do the same thing. There's a mezake lebuchor when it says you've got a mezake lebuchor. It doesn't mean you physically hand over both. You say to the ani, I'm mezake you that bechor bakoma komshu wherever it is. Okay, it's not that I'm picking up one and saying this one now belongs to you. It's not. I can't retain it. I can't choose it for me but I'm being mezake, the one that's rightfully yours to you. And then after that, we'll do the Kenyan Chalipin because you're the party in this Kenyan Chalipin now. Mm-hmm. See, you see the difference? Okay. Fine. Okay. Whereas, uh, whereas, in other words, our Mishnah then could be a machlok in terms of what shit at Rabbi Yossi. Does Rabbi Yossi require you to hand over everything? Or does Rabbi Yossi say it's sufficient to simply mezake one to him prior to then selecting and, and doing the kinyan? 
because you can't do the kinyan on your own. You have to, it has to be, I mean, you can't do the khalifa on your own. It has to belong to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. But is it, I have to give him the whole stack so it's physically his? Or is it, and, or is it not? Now, again, according to Tanakama, it's enough to mezaka bakom makom shavu. But according to Rebeliezer, he says, no, it's a rush, it's any musuyan. You don't know where it is. So you can't mezaka makom makom shavu. You have to give him over the whole stack, the whole stack of wheat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In other words, another way of explaining the machloket that could still be like Rabbi Yossi is the machloket is not rather can, can someone mezaka tavasha in a misuyam. It's just if I'm trying to mezaka him, is it Issue is the thought Masuyam, but if I'm trying to mazak and become a is it like is it like it's never because it's never actually left my property and ant landed in his hands, it's like me taking something from my left hand to my right hand. It's never left my rashut. Or that's or it's still, if I'm a it to him, become a if you like, it's not considered, it's it's considered as if it's a proper kinyan I've given it to him. So according once again to a tanakam, it would be fine. And according to Rebeliezer, since it's since it hasn't actually left your rashut, it's still there. It's not considered, it's like putting it from your left hand to your right hand. It never left your ashut, and it's not considered a proper kinyan. Which is another way of explaining again that our Mishnah could be a machloka within Shittat Rabbi Yossi. Okay, mm-hmm. so just to summarize, just very briefly, I don't want to um, do the whole sugar again, but we tried to, we, we assumed that we tried to understand the machloka in, in Bechor by Safa Bechor. And we assumed two different ways that uh, Rabbi Shimon and Lakish and Rabbi Ba understood the sugya seemed to be that they understood is a Tanakama like Rabbi Yossi or is a Rebbe, or Rebbe Lezer like Rabbi Yossi. According to Rabbi Shimon and Lakish, clearly the Tanakama is like Rabbi Yossi because he understood you don't have to give him anything. You don't have to hand over the Bechoras, you have to give him anything, you can just choose one for him. Okay? okay. Um, you can do the Kinyan, like Kinyan Chalipid, um, yourself. However, Rabbi Ba says you've got to give it over to him. And then we said, ah, there seems to be, there's a fundamental difference in terms of we understand Rabbi Yossi and Amishnah. And then the end of the sugar, what we said is actually no, Rabbi Ba could say actually Kula Alma is like Rabbi Yossi. But the machloka within, within our Mishnah is um, what is Shittat Rabbi Yossi? Does it, is, is it, yes, granted, you have to, he has to coin the leket, he has to belong to him before you can do the chalifin. This, and he has to actually own it. But the question is, is enough to say Mazaket, let's say, that's considered good enough for Kinyan. Um, and with Rebbe says, no, that's not good enough, Kinyan Riyasi, because it's Davash and Masuyam, that's why you have to give the whole thing over. And the other month look at it again is a Kemazaki Mimun on this one of the Tana, same understanding. And so it turns it's out good. that really everyone agrees, Tanakama and Rebbe Azar, that, 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 sorry, that Rabbi, sorry, Rebbe Shimon Malakish and Rebbe Ba can agree that the Tanakama is Shitad Rebbe Yossi. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the end of the subject. Okay, good. let's continue. Good. Next case, Bahatani, Bahatani Reb Zira. But one second, this is what I brought you in the Mishnah. What's Rebeliezer saying? You've got a mazaka, you've got to give it all over. But Rebeliezer said that we said an ash, we saw this machloka recently, and I mentioned this in yesterday's year. Rebeliezer says an ashir can acquire leket for an ani. So why is Rebeliezer saying now that you have to give over the whole thing to ani? Why can't can an ashir acquire something for an ani? Why can't he do the Kenyan himself? Says, so he says, no, um, in other words, Rabbi is saying, no, according to Shitati, I've got no problem with this whole thing. But according to you, that an Ashir can't pick up Leket and acquire for somebody else. How can, how can the Ani who hasn't yet acquired it be Machlif something that doesn't belong to him? 
because you can't acquire, you can't, you can't coin it for him. So it's never his decision. Rather, again, Rebliez is saying, that you as an Ashi cannot acquire something for an Ani. The only way out of it for you is to hand over the entire stack. But I've got no problem because you can pick up, you can acquire like it, and Ashi can acquire like it. So now that's why, now that's why it's not a kasha on a Mishnah because again, this whole dialogue between Rebbe and the Tanakama is regarding, Rebbe argument back is saying your shita doesn't seem to be consistent. And if you want your, sister, your, your shita to work, you'd have to give over the whole stack. Next, next Mishnah. Magagal in What's oh thank you it says tofiach yeah, I was right okay um, Miguel in the tofiach and what does this mean this is okay what happens now is after once harvest the field what's he want to do he's going to want to water the field thoroughly the problem is he's harvested he's cleaned up he's taken omarim and the onions still haven't picked up like it the question is um, watering the field thoroughly that it gets drenched that's tofiach like almanat latviach that make your hands wet that's going to uh, that's going to destroy the leka. So according to Rabbi Meir, it says, Rabbi Meir says, you cannot do that because you must see the matanonami. Chachamim say you can do that. Why? Meaning because what you can do, you can simply, uh, you can work out, you can estimate exactly how much hefzid you're causing anim and pay them off. Okay, that's the way Rabbi Chaim understands Some say because it's necessary, but we'll see how it works in the Gemara as we go along. Okay, so let's bring the Gemara. If someone wants to water the field prior to the poor coming to collect the leket. So Mishnah says, If it's going to cause more damage, more loss to the Balabait, then by not watering it, then watering would do to the Ani, then it's muta. However, if the damage caused to the Ani is going to be in excess of the, the loss incurred by him by delaying, then it would be Asur. Rabbi Yehuda says, either way you look at it, meaning whether or not uh, the loss, his loss is more than Ani or the other, or the other way around, we say, what he, has to, what he has to do in order to water the field, if he wants to water the field, water, he would have to collect the leket first and place it on the gedder. And then Ani could come and take it. Important, importantly, what this means is that if he doesn't do that, he wouldn't be able to cause a loss to Ani in. And this seems to be machalaf shita de Rabbi Huda. This seems to contradict shita de Rabbi Huda elsewhere. Why? Taman, it's a taman who merit there. It says, kem shem shem meidel b'shalo kachum b'shal anim. B'chao merhachin. So let's explain as follows. It's a Mishnah we're going to learn later on about meidel b'gefanim. So med, what meidel is, is that is when um, someone wants to thin out a vine as the grapes grow. If they bit too soft, wolf, they're a bit too uh, clustered, too, too many there. In order that the, that the grape, the clusters can, can grow um, well and developed, uh, they would thin out the roots, they would thin out the vine and remove some of those other clusters. However, one has to be careful because some of those great clusters could belong to the Aniyim. Meaning, as we know, one of the Maton Aniyim is Olalot. Olalot is the, uh, the, 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 the bunches of grapes that have not formed you know, properly, really. They're like shoulders, meaning the bunchy parts at the top or the droopy part at the end, and that belongs to the Aniyim. So the Mishnah there, we can see on the chart, it's, uh, we have here, it says that Rabbi Yudah says, Keshem shehu medel medel that he's allowed, just as he's allowed to, what he would do in normal course of practice would start thinning out and removing some of these clusters that would belong to him. So too, we can thin out the clusters that are all of as well. There's no problem. 
Whereas Rabbi Meir says in that Mishnah, he can, he can thin out his own, but he's not allowed to touch the Ololot already. So what's a kasha of Yehuda? If you look at the chart in the dark red, so they're diagonal from one another. By the case of Marabet Sadehu, despite the fact how, how much damage the persons in, the owner might be incurring by delaying watering the field, Rabbi Yehuda says that if he doesn't pick up all the leket and put on the fence, he's not allowed to water the field. He's not allowed to cause hezek for However, what does Rabbi Yehuda say in when it comes to the two medel Basically, anything that was called tzorech tzadeh, or in this case, the, uh, the um, kerem, is considered okay. Meaning, you're allowed to medesis, you're allowed to medel, you're allowed to remove your own stuff, you're allowed to remove anim. So there seems to be a contradiction. Meaning, why is in one case, Rabbi Huda says, you're allowed to, sorry, you're not allowed to cause any hezek to the anim, where in case in the, in the vineyard, it says you are. And now it says as follows, Now, I'm not, to be honest, I don't really understand Reb Chaim's first uh, on the However, the second part seems to follow the, the, um, the explanation of the Gra. And the Gra is the Shinro Girsa here as follows. He says, Taman there, what happens? says, Lo Meaning, when it comes to Olalot, it's so early in the, he's not harvesting the field yet, it's still growing. So it hasn't yet reached the Chiyuv yet. That's why there's no problem in him being what? Medel, but he's allowed to. Uh, there's no issue of him thinning out on either side. However, meaning both the, that which belongs to Ani and that which does, and, 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 and basically effectively causing Hezek to the Ani in, because hasn't yet, if you like, hasn't yet come to the Chiyuv, hasn't come to the Rishut, hasn't, has not yet considered possession of Ani in. Because again, it seems to be, I'll read the grind side, Perush, Gabi Medel Shukorim Lekzira. When you're thinning out a vine which is before the Ktsira, it's not considered matanim. Abraham Hacha, however, our case where it's lekker on the field already belongs to the anim, therefore you can't do any hezek. You'd have to clean it up. That explains Shiva Rabbi Huda nicely according to the Gra, without Shinui Girsa, that that when it, that in the field, the Rabbi Huda says you can't call any hezek because it already belongs to the anim. And but when you're made when you start thinning out the vine, it's not yet the Olalod is not yet the matanim. So there's no problem in cutting some of their stuff as, uh, in the normal course of what would do as just like they thin out some of their own bunches of grapes. The Pnei Moshe keeps his gears up, but it doesn't really, it seems to be a mashkolik on the graph. The Pnei Moshe says, meaning why is you allowed to thin out the Ololot? Because they should have come at that point to take the Ololot. And the fact that they didn't come and take the Ololot means you're allowed to already cut them, which is a, which is a, um, which is a, a bit difficult because the grass says it's not yet considered matano aniim. That's probably why the, the grass changed the girsa. Um, and then, but what, what's lo garmulatsman? Uh, he explains it. I read the Pnei Moshe. I also find it difficult. Says about hacha when it comes to in our case harubaluta they want to come to leket. I mean im Even if they wanted to come to leket, any achim lokanes wouldn't be able to get there. Let's machmat because he's already warding the field. That's the way Pene Moshe explains it. But again, I think the Gra, I think it's closest to the way the Rokhain is explaining it, that the Chiluk, the Nafgimid, sorry, the difference between the two cases is whether yet it's considered Mantanani. In Lekhe, sorry, Mantanani, you can't touch it. Whereas, whereas where, by the Ololot, in the early, early stage, when you're being meddled, when you're thinning out the vine, it's not yet considered the Matanot of the Anim. That's why there's not a problem. But what about the other Kasha? What about this case? What about the Chamim? It says, Machlav Shita Rabana. Why? Let's have a look at the chart again. Chachamim say that what? 
it's effectively not a problem as long as you're incurring a greater loss. Mutarli gromnezek, you're allowed to cause a loss to the anim, you're allowed to water the field. Whereas in our case, Rivi Meir says, assumption is Chachamin, there's Shita Rivi Meir. In a case of, sorry, not our case, in a case of Medel Bekfanim, the next chart down the bottom, the, the bottom chart, um, you're not allowed to cause any Nezek to Nezek to Anim. You're not allowed to um, cut the, uh, cut the, you're not allowed to touch the olive oil. So again, why isn't, according to the, in the case when one is wanting the field, you're allowed to destroy the leket? Where in the case of the Gifanim, you're not allowed to touch the olive Let's continue now. Which means as follows. We saw a Shidrei Meir, which is a Tanakame nap writer. When it came to watering one's field, that what? We said that if your Hezek is, not, is less than the Hezek that it would be experienced by the Aniyim, by destroying the Leket, you're not allowed to do anything. So what do we say now? He's saying, nonetheless, the Balabayit can estimate and calculate that Hezek that he's enduring as a result of delaying his watering, and he can claim that back from the onion. As Reb Chaim says, Samim the Balabait at Hepsedovo Gobar Tomishalani. We said, Baharaban and Amri Megaglim is Samim Laanim the Hepsedov. So that is now the Rabbanan that said, we read Reb Chaim, the Rabbanan Nami Dami Megaglim, Hainu Shaloi Manet Momegagel, Aval Samim Laanim at Hepsedam, O Mishalem Lahem Balabait. So we said that in our Mishnah, when the where the Chachamim say that you're allowed to water the field, that is that still one would have to calculate the loss incurred by the Anim as a result of destroying the Leket, and the Balabai would have to pay them. Now Gemara says, Who does he pay? I'm Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yonah says, Rabbi Yonah says he pays the Anim of, the, of that city. So, Delok and Manamrina. But one second, the Gemara says, Isn't that obvious? Obviously, if he's trying to compensate the Anim, he has to compensate the Anim, I mean, compensate the Anim for the loss incurred by the fact he's destroyed the Leka. Obviously, he has to pay the Anim of the city. So the Gemara says, uh, so who else would it be? What's Havimina otherwise? So Amr Abhiya Bar Ada Rabhiya says, in the Midata Din Mitzracha. What's the Midata Din Mitzracha? So I'll read you Rabhaim once again. He says, They can come to his house and say, give it to us. They can go to Beitin and claim it. It's not like any other gezel anim. Sometimes we have a case with this gezel anim from Matan anim. However, there's no official legal claimants to it, so they can't claim it legally from him. They can't say that it's, it's like our, me individual personally. Um, because each ani that comes to him says, granted, I don't want to give it to you, I want to give it to somebody else. However, in this particular case, now, there's a whole heter, what the Chiddush of Yubiyona is, that the whole heter of him to water the field, despite the fact it's going to cause a loss, is al-dat, that the Ani al-tir can come and take him, debate him, and claim he pays the money. In other words, they have a greater claim, a greater power normally than if someone is um, is gozel ani, um, gozel di matanonabe ani. Okay, that brings us up to the... Uh, the Mishnah and Mr. Shem will continue to next week.